really great to be with all of you this evening. Uh, I'm really glad that you're here. Um, I've been encouraged by our song service, been encouraged by the prayer, and I hope that all of you have been encouraged as well. Um, you know, it's one of the reasons that we, that we come together is to be encouraged by one another. We also come together to be edified, and I hope and my prayer also is that uh, you'll be edified by what I have to bring from God's Word this evening. You know, God's Word is truly amazing. Um, the more I am able to study God's Word, the more I realize that. And I know that's the same for, for most of you as, you as you study God's Word. The depth, uh, the depth and the riches of, of God and, and His, uh, His blessings and, and truth that we find in, in His Word is, is nothing short of amazing. And I hope that you'll be able to uh, take something from it tonight that will, that will help you in life. So <clears throat> what I want to talk about this evening is something that is very disruptive, very destructive, and ruins a lot of people's lives. Um, What I want to talk about this evening are lies. I think everybody is aware that lies are everywhere. Um, seem, they seem to be more and more prevalent um, as I go through life. The, uh, the last lesson that I gave was actually on the truth, and that's what led me to wanting to give this lesson on lies. And before we get into uh, to lies and the disruption that they cause and uh, specifically when we believe them, when we believe lies. Before we do that, I want to recap or I want to uh, summarize what we talked about when we considered truth the last time I spoke. That was in June. Um, I don't know how well some of y'all's memories are. Mine's not really, really good. I don't know how many lessons I could remember from three months ago, but that's why I want to I recap this and make sure that we have a, a really good and solid understanding of what the truth is. So in, uh, as we discussed the truth in, uh, in June, we asked the question that Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? And as we study through that, as we study the truth in Scripture, we find that Jesus is the truth. In John chapter 14, verses 5 through 6, we see Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we see that Jesus is the truth. We know that Jesus, being the truth, is also the Word. And in John chapter 1, starting in verse 1, we read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was, in the beginning, he was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So we see that Jesus is the truth. We see that Jesus is also the Word. We also see and discuss in that lesson that Jesus is unified with the Father. Jesus is unified and one with God. So as we consider what is truth, we can see in Scripture that Jesus is the truth. Jesus, the truth, is the Word. 
And Jesus, the truth, is unified with the Father. He's unified with God. I think it's important for us to, to consider these things. In 1 John chapter 5, and verse 20, we also read, <clears throat> And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding, that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God in eternal life. So we can know truth because we can know Jesus. We can know the Word. We can know Jesus because we have God's Word. We can know God. But the only way that we have to know God is through His Word. So, knowing that Jesus is the truth, and that He is also the Word, and that He's been unified with God from the beginning, we can derive that God is the source of truth, of all truth. Truth is a part of existence, just like God is a part of, a, a part of our existence. Truth is reality. Truth is a characteristic of God and, and who He is, just like love, light, and life. Everything that is true comes from God, and truth does not exist outside of God. So to represent this, I want to look at this chart here. So we have in God and outside of God. And you can see that truth exists in God. Truth lies in God. And outside of God are the opposite of truth, which are lies. Just like light is in God. Light exists in God, whereas darkness exists outside of God. Life, we can see, exists in God. Death exists outside of God. <clears throat> and these things aren't joined together. They're separate from one another. Truth is separate from lies, just like light is separate from darkness, just like life is separate from death. And as humans, when we believe lies, those lies, belief, the belief in those lies lead to sin, and us committing that sin leads to death because we believe those lies and put our faith in them instead of the truth. And it's because of that that we must then be reconciled back to the truth through Christ and through the gospel. <clears throat> Some aspects of truth that we discussed back in June. We discussed that truth does not change. Truth is everlasting, just as God is everlasting. God does not change. Truth is constant, as God is constant. Regardless of what we believe or what anyone else chooses to believe, we cannot change truth. The truth is righteous just as God is righteous. And finally, and, and I think this is really important, there is only one truth, and that's God's truth. There is only one reality. Just as there is only one God, the true and living God. You see, we can choose to believe different things or in different gods, but that does not mean that they exist. That does not mean that there are different truths or that there are different gods. That single truth, that single reality exists and will exist despite what we believe and despite what any others believe. We cannot change the truth. We must instead learn to love the truth. So as we know now and understand these things about truth that we find in Scripture, I want to discuss what I want to discuss tonight, something that I believe, uh, as I mentioned earlier, wreaked havoc in our world, and I believe it re can wreak havoc in our lives today. I want to discuss what I believe leads us to sin and into false ways, leads us into error in life. 
And that is belief in what falls outside of truth. And that are, that's lies. As we consider lies, I think it's important to note that because of the nature of God and the nature of truth, God cannot lie. We're told that in Titus chapter 1 and verse 2. In Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18, it says that it is impossible for God to lie. So it's because God cannot lie that He cannot say, let there be light and it not be so. When God speaks, it is truth. His word is absolutely true. So the question I want to ask tonight, if we know these things, how do we choose to treat the truth? Do we truly reverence the truth and the good that comes from it? Do we understand that truth? Do we understand that God's Word is the source of all truth, is the source of life, creation, the source of you and I, the source of everything good in this world today? God's Word created us. You see, I think uh, something that we confuse ourselves with is we seem to we measure, want to measure God's Word by, we want to measure God's Word by what we can see and observe around us and make sure that God's Word lines up with those things before we choose to believe it. But we really need to do the opposite. We must measure what we can see and observe by the truth of God's Word, shining His Word on anything that we can see or observe to confirm whether it is true or whether it's a lie of Satan. Because everything outside of truth is a lie. It's important to remember that as we face life, as we face different questions in life. It's vital to understand that everything outside of truth is a lie. There are so many lies spread in our world. We know that there's only one truth, there's only one God, but there are endless lies. And that's what produces so much chaos. It can be hard, not what, it can be hard to know what to believe with all the lies that are spread. Knowledge of the truth is the only way to combat these lies. Knowledge of the truth is the only way to know whether it is a lie or not. Knowing God's truth exposes lies. His truth exposes evil for what they are. And when you have the truth, lies are obvious. They're exposed. But without the truth, we'll stumble through the darkness. We'll stumble through the chaos. We'll have no light to guide us. Craig talked about, this, about that this morning. In Psalms chapter 119, verses 104 through 105, we read, Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Everything not true is false. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So I'll ask a question this evening. Is it impossible to walk through your house in the dark? I don't think so. You can, you can choose to walk through your house in the dark. You can choose to walk through darkness. But when you do that, you understand the difficulty that it causes. <clears throat> There's going to be obstacles that you step on. Maybe a table that you bump your shin on or stub your toe on. There may be a light fixture, if you're me, that you bump your head on. It's difficult to walk in the dark. 
It causes damage. It can hurt us. It can hurt those around us. And I doubt that there's anyone who does that on purpose. Especially when you know that you can turn the light on with the flip of a switch. So think about your life as that house and God's Word being the light of our lives. Do you flip on the switch? Do you use His Word and His truth to light your life? In Psalms chapter 119, verses 28 through 30, we read, My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. Remove, me from the, remove from me the way of lying, and grant me your law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments I have laid before me. I've underlined and chosen there because we have a choice. We can choose truth. The only way to remove lying from us is through God and by knowing His truth. His Word can remove lying from us. We can choose the way of truth. We can avoid obstacles in life by choosing to believe truth instead of believing lies. Just like we can choose whether to tell the truth or tell a lie, we can choose whether to believe the truth or believe a lie. And I believe what's really dangerous is that when we believe a lie, we'll likely tell that lie over and over, maybe without even realizing that we're lying. Sometimes that's to, to those around us, people around us. Some that, sometimes that's to ourselves. We lie to ourselves a lot, I believe. I believe we fall prey to believing lies because we do not truly know God. We do not truly know His Word or we do not truly know His truth. And without His truth, we have no guide. How can we know what to believe? We can and will believe lies without even realizing it when we do not know God and we do not know His truth. So what can we do? We must seek Him. We must seek His truth to avoid the destruction that comes with believing lies. And I believe, I truly believe that every problem that you have or that you can find today has someone that is not believing the truth and therefore is believing a lie. Truth brings peace just as God brings peace. But lies bring destruction and chaos. The very first problem, the fall of man took place because of believing a lie. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 4. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. We're all very familiar with the story and very familiar with the simple twist in the truth. Anything outside of the truth is a lie, even if it's just one word. We can see just as Eve did, just as Eve believed the lie and it led to sin, when we believe a lie, it leads to sin. And those lies and that sin take us captive and they ensnare us. John chapter 8, verses 31 through 38, we read, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have been in bondage and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. 
I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak that I have seen my I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. So as Jesus is telling his disciples this, he says that they seek to kill him. Jesus, the word, the truth, they seek to kill the truth because his word is not in them. It has no place in them. They can't know the truth if they aren't abiding in his word. And therefore that truth can't make them free. They're enslaved to the sin. They're ensnared by the devil. As we continue on in verse 39, they answered and said to, said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Then they, <clears throat> then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth... You do not believe me. Christ tells us that truth makes us free. Christ makes us free. Knowing His Word and believing it makes us free. So do we know the truth? And does His Word have a place, have place in us? Craig asked the question this morning, what's in you? What are your thoughts and intents full of? Are they of God? Are they of truth, making us free, causing our, de our desires, causing your desires to be godly? Or are they lies, causing us to desire the things of Satan? So I ask the question tonight, what ideas and thoughts fill your mind? Are they godly, truth, or are they lies? In Psalms chapter 10 and verse 4, we read, The wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. God is in none of his thoughts. If we're not seeking God, not seeking the truth, all that remains for us to believe are lies, are false. And I think that's very apparent in the world that we live in. In Proverbs chapter 29, and verse 12, we read, If a ruler pays attention to lies, all his servants become wicked. We know that when people think about lies and make decisions based off lies, it leads to nothing but destruction and corruption. But as servants of the Lord, we must seek Him. We must seek God, seek His truth in everything that we do. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, and verse, verses, starting in verse 24, we read, And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses, and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. How does the devil take us captive to do his will? How does he ensnare us? Just like he ensnared Eve, he lies to us. And he fills this world with lies. And we believe him. 
They're told over and over and over. And we hear these things. We hear these lies. And if we believe them, we may tell them to ourselves. We may tell them to others. All because we haven't sought out the truth and we haven't sought out God. You know, when lying is so prevalent, the truth sounds strange and it sounds different to a lot of ideas and a lot of things that you hear in the world. Paul saw this in Athens in Acts chapter 17 and verse 20 when he was at the Areopagus. He's, the men said, For you are bringing some strange things to our ears. Therefore, we want to know what these things, what these things mean. For those that do not know God and do not know the truth, the truth does sound strange. It sounds very strange. These people here did not know the truth. Unfortunately, not know, uh, unfortunately, knowing the truth is not that common. Knowing truth is as common as knowing God. And Scripture states that there's few who find Him. God wants us to seek Him, to seek His truth, and to not believe, not believe lies which only lead to sin and to chaos. He wants us to find the blessings that are in His truth. <clears throat> so as we bring this lesson to a close, I want to briefly discuss uh, some specific lies that I've found myself believing at different times in my life. And... Uh, you may have found yourself believing some of these as well. Uh, some of these are things that I've heard. Uh, some of these things are things I thought up and told myself, maybe harbored in my mind. Uh, and some of these uh, you may relate to. You may have others that I'm hoping that this will um, cause you to think about. But each one of these could be a lesson on their own. And I want to... Uh, but I really just want to summarize and leave them with you so that you can study them out and find the truth. And I hope they'll, if nothing else, get you to thinking about how prevalent lies are in our world and in a, uh, how prevalent they can be in our life if we don't seek out the truth. So the first one that I was thinking was, I need me time. I'm sure that many of you have heard that. You may have thought that to yourself. Is that true? Do we need me time? You know, I mentioned that lies are abundant. There's only one truth. Many times we'll believe, we may believe one lie because of many other lies that led to it. One of those lies that you might hear is it's good for your mental health. So basically, by believing that, we, we believe that it is good to serve self. And we believe that, it is, that that is good for us. But I don't believe we'll find that in Scripture. Something else we might hear or tell ourselves is, you deserve it. Do you? Do we deserve me time? I don't think we'll find that in Scripture. Something else that we might hear is, give yourself a break. What do we need a break from? If you need a break from doing something, it's likely not doing what God has asked you to do.
Another lie that I've, uh, I've heard and, and probably told myself in the past is my joy is dependent on others. A lie that leads to that is I'm sad and miserable because I'm not included. Or I'm not joyful because people don't think about me. Have you ever found yourself saying any of these things to yourself? You know, I thought about, when I was thinking about this, I thought about, you know, sitting by the phone waiting for somebody to call you and then being upset that they didn't. When you can pick up the phone and call. But sometimes we don't want to do that because we believe, we want to, instead we want to believe lies. Another one that we might tell ourselves is nobody understands the problems that I have. Those of you that have uh, gone through mourning or um, suffered tragedy, you may think to yourself that nobody understands what you're going through. That's not true. A lie that contributes to that is the, another lie. I'm alone in this battle. Is that true? You know, when you say these things out loud and you put them on a PowerPoint, you can see how obvious it is that they're lies. We're not alone. We have each other. Something else you might think is they don't care. They do not care. That's false. We love each other. We care for each other in the church. Another lie is poor me. Poor me to be in whatever situation that it is. Folks, we are blessed beyond measure in Christ. These are lies that can poison our thoughts. Something else that we might tell ourselves is I don't need to change. And there's a number of different reasons that you might think that or, or tell yourself that. We have God's Word so that we can change. God doesn't change. We must. We must change to please Him and to come to Him. Some of the lies that, that feed that are change is bad. Change is not bad when you're changing for good. Change will hurt. Or change will make things worse. God's Word and God's truth can tell us how to change. How to change for the better. Uh, another one that you might hear is discipline isn't necessary. And that can be, um, for us that are parents, that can be us raising our kids. Um, that can be for us as individuals and the discipline that we, that we have in our lives. Some of the lies are, it takes too much effort. It takes too much, too much effort to be disciplined in my life and do what I need to do. It takes too much effort to be disciplined and study God's Word. Or it takes too much effort to get up and go discipline my child who's misbehaving. One of the other lies is the kids don't understand. We don't have to discipline our kids because they don't understand anyway. We can tell ourselves that, and that'll keep us from discipline our disciplining our children. And then they won't learn. One of the other lies is there's no benefit in difficulty. We don't want to go through difficult things sometimes or try to um, go through things because we think that they're going to be hard or difficult and we don't necessarily think that there will be a benefit on the other side. But God's Word teaches us trials, tribulations. These, are, these things are how we grow 
These things are how, uh, are how we learn. And finally, I think the case is with a lot of these lies is the lie that believing lies is convenient. Is that true? Absolutely not. It's a lie that believing lies is convenient makes life, makes life better. Believing lies does not make your life better. God wants us and has instructed us to believe His truth, and that will make our life better. Another lie is that it's someone else's fault and not my own. You know, we can blame others, and we can tell ourselves this all day, but that does not make it true. We have the choice to choose God and to choose His truth and to choose to seek Him out. Ultimately, I want everybody to understand that none of these things are true. And we can know the truth about each one of these things and anything else in life by seeking it in God's Word. And anything outside of God's Word is simply not truth. John chapter 17 and verse 17 we read, Jesus said, Sanctify them by your truth. Your Word is truth. I want to encourage everybody to realize what we have and what we're blessed with having God's truth that we can study, we can read, we can understand, we can know, we can implement in our lives. If we believe that we can't know these things, that's just another lie. God's Word says that we can know it, and we must seek it. It's so, it's so important to us. And as we find problems, I want us to turn to God's Word and find truth. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 8, we read, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. As we leave tonight, and you consider lies and how disruptive and how destructive they are, maybe lies you've been telling yourself or lies that you've heard, I want you to understand that you can seek the truth, believe the truth, don't believe lies. If there's something that you don't know what to believe, go to God's Word and determine what to believe by, by the truth that you find there. As we leave here tonight, please seek the truth. Fill your minds with the truth. Do not fill your mind with lies. Shine light into the darkness and use it. Use God's Word to help you in your lives. And in doing so, you will help those around you. That's all I have to, to say this evening. I hope that you've been benefited by the lesson and you'll be able to take these, this with you. If you're here tonight and you've been struggling and you'd like the prayers of the church, we'd love to help you and to assist you with that. If you're here tonight and you've... If you're here tonight and you have not obeyed the gospel and you've not found the truth, I plead with you tonight to come forward so that we can assist you in believing in Christ, believing His Word, and that He came and He lived and He lived a perfect life and died on the cross. He shed His blood so that you could be saved. You know, one of the lies that you might believe is that what you've done is too bad or um, that you can't be forgiven, and that's just another lie that Satan tells Christ will forgive you. 
And we'd love to help you obey his gospel if you'd come to the front as we stand and sing.